You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh. Um, It feels so surreal and so exciting to be back in your ears for the first episode of season two. Um, I know it's been, it's been about four months since I last recorded a podcast episode for you. And so I thought that today's episode should be a bit of a just life update, business update, um, everything that's been happening in my world. Uh, and also I wanted to make it interesting and juicy by kind of sharing the life lessons underneath um, each of the experiences that I'm going to be sharing. So if you're new here or you're really more here for the kind of how to content, feel free to skip this episode. This is a bit more of a personal reflection one. Um, but I think there's going to be something in here for everybody. I think a lot of my life lessons are pretty relatable. So firstly, oh, Sorry, 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 because this podcast break was kind of intentional, but also just happened by accident. Um, And what I mean by that is, uh, as you may have seen, I launched an incredible business mastermind with my biz bestie, Jess. And um, to focus on that, I knew that I would need to put the podcast on hold for a little bit and just put all of my energy and all of my focus into the mastermind. But I hadn't intended for the break to happen um, for so long. And I also had fully intended to do like a wrap up of season one uh, and let you know what my plans were and things like that. But anyway, that did not happen. So I am just really grateful for you for sticking around uh, and for still being here. Uh, And that's my first lesson is about the podcast break. And this lesson is a big one. I feel like a lot of us need to hear this. And it's, you can be honest with yourself without being hard on yourself. I'm going to repeat that again because I need to remember that. And probably many of us sensitive folk need to remember that. So you can be honest with yourself without being hard on yourself. And so (laughs) this life lesson is really about my relationship with consistency still being a complex one. Uh, so yeah, as I shared, I had intended to, um, officially wrap up the podcast and then it didn't happen. And then like the four months just flew by so quickly. Uh, and it really got me reflecting on a part of business that I really struggle with that I share really openly about, and that is being consistent. Uh, and it's really interesting how we can be consistent in different areas of our lives. Like If you ask any of my clients, I am so consistent with them. I 
the only time I cancel is if I'm unwell, um, which this year I don't think I've actually canceled any appointments for clients. Last year we, we were quite sick, but um, yeah, I'm always on time for clients. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Like I'm so consistent for other people uh, and I'm, I work really well under pressure. I'm very consistent with a deadline, which is why launching the launch model works better for me in my business. Uh, but I find it so hard to be consistent when there's not like, yeah, when there's no sense of urgency or when, it, when I can't see a direct human um, who I'm going to let down if I don't do something. And I think that's where my emails, you know, like anyone who's on my email list will tell you that like I don't email regularly um, in my Instagram posts are a lot um I've, I've posted a lot less and people, you know, people who've got Instagram accounts that are one or two years old often have more posts than I have, you know, and I've been running my Instagram account for like, I don't know, five, six years now. So, um, and it's, it's something that, you know, it's complex and it's nuanced, but I would be lying if I would say that I don't think that my struggle with consistency doesn't have a negative impact on my business uh, and that it's not, it's something I'm working on, but hopefully what you can pick up here is that I'm not being hard on myself about it. I'm being honest with myself about it. So I'm looking at my patterns in life and I'm going, yeah, consistency when there's no urgency is really hard for you, Sam. It's almost like, um, I have this sense of like, it's not time blindness in that I don't I don't run late for appointments or I'm always on time for things like that. I really value being on time. Um, but I do like when I have a whole day to work in my business, I will have this sense of like fuzziness of, Oh, I've got all day to get it done. And then actually I often don't get it done. Um, and so I've been learning a lot about myself, like launching the mastermind with Jess. Um, everyone was just like, giving me such beautiful feedback about that launch. And it's been incredible so far, the mastermind. But what I realized was that, oh, I actually work really well in partnership because I didn't want to let Jess down. Um, we both invested so much time and energy and heart and soul into the mastermind that I was just like, okay, not only do I obviously not want to let myself down, but I absolutely cannot let Jess down. And so I was so much more accountable with everything we were doing. Um, than I am when it's just me and my business. Um, and yeah, so it's something that I'm working on. <laughs> I'm being compassionate with myself about, I'm being curious rather than critical. And I think that's really important part of this lesson. Uh, and I know I've mentioned this to some of my community before that I am fairly sure I have ADHD, uh, like, you know, self-diagnosis or identifying as Having ADHD, um, you know, is is pretty significant. I'm on the wait list to see a psychiatrist for a proper assessment. And I know that the diagnosis won't change who I am, but I think there may be some like some tools and different lenses that I can look at, you know, my experiences and my challenges around consistency, um, hopefully after I get a diagnosis. So I will definitely be um, keeping you in the loop around that journey. And um, we'll definitely, once I know what's going on and once I actually get an appointment, um, I will share more. But I do think that um, that's part of what's going on for me. 
And it's funny when I look back at like my uni days, um, I remember like doing some pretty irresponsible things, which I guess like most students do in their, their twenties. Um, and then like having to do assignments, you know, like, yeah, two hours before they're due. Like I think one of my best friends like sat down with me and just like helped me write an assignment that I was struggling with a a law unit in, in social work. We had to do a law unit, which I found hard. Um, and just generally like when an assignment was due Monday morning, like (laughs) let's say it was due at like 8am, I'd be like, yeah, printing it out and catching the bus to uni. This is when, you know, you had to hand them in um, in person, you know, getting like the 6 a.m. bus or something, like literally getting there just before they put the stamp on, you know, to say that I'd gotten in on time. So uh, I've definitely been someone who needs a deadline um, to like energize me. And yeah, so it's just been interesting working for myself. There are so many beautiful things about it. And I do believe that it brings out a lot of my strengths. Um, and I have a, a big impact on all my clients and my community with the work I do, but there is a challenging side of it. And that for me is, yeah, my relationship with consistency. So it's something that I'm working on in a really loving, gentle way. Um, and I'll let you know <laughs> how it all goes, but I, um, yeah, I feel like anyone who supports me, who follows me, uh, who shares what I do that I am really, really grateful for you because I know my business coach always tells me, you know, the podcasts that are most popular are the ones that are super consistent where the person releases it every week, the same day, same time. And I just find it really hard to do that if I'm being honest Uh, And at the same time, like, don't let me fool you. I actually really love doing these episodes um, and I I love doing the podcast. So, but there's just no one who's going to be like, hey, Sam, you didn't get your podcast done this week. So it's just learning about that self-accountability for me and how I can, um, you know, sometimes almost give myself little bursts of pressure um, to, to keep me gently accountable. So that's the first lesson. Uh, and just take a moment if you're listening to think about, is there an area of your life where you need to get a bit honest with yourself, but is there a way to do it gently and without being hard on yourself? Because most of my clients, most of the women I support, especially if they're really highly sensitive, it can be really getting honest can be the easy part. They can come to me and be like, this is what I want to change. This is what I want to work on, but doing it in a way that isn't critical, that isn't like, you know, bringing out the inner critic, bringing out the harshness, the, Oh, you should just change this. You should just get it done. That part is often harder. So yeah, just an opportunity with my life lesson. Is there anything that you need to be honest with yourself about, but Can you do it in a way that isn't hard on yourself? Uh, Lesson two kind of relates to lesson one, I guess, in that, well, motherhood (laughs) for me, it doesn't always get easier. Like, uh, so Emily is like seven, almost eight. And I guess this was a season where I thought it would be easier um, and that I would have more time. Obviously I've still got Frankie. Frankie's almost two. Um, but actually Emily's been going through a lot. I don't want to share too much because it's her, her journey. Although 
She is someone who seems to love the limelight and is always asking me to post stories of her and has actually asked if she can be on the podcast. So I'm just sitting with, um, you know, her being not quite eight yet and whether that's, you know, the right thing for her and how she might feel about that as an adult and things like that. So I don't know yet if um, I would invite her on the podcast, but um, yeah, I guess just in general, what I would say is that um, Emily has been going through a really hard time at school. Not that, um, not socially. She loves, uh, she loves her friends. Um, she goes to a great school. She goes to Montessori school, um, which is really aligned with my values, but she, yeah, is just having trouble with like memory processing and learning and focus at school. And, um, yeah, so we're in the process of seeing a psychologist, But it's been really hard to witness um, her because she can be quite critical of herself. And yeah, so we're going to see a psychologist at the moment, looking at a couple of different diagnoses. What's really interesting is that we have reframed it from she was telling herself for a long time that she was stupid. And now we've reframed it to I'm not stupid. My brain just works differently. And um, that has been such a shift. And that's why I feel okay to talk about it openly um, because she, yeah, she's talking really openly about, you know, what she might be diagnosed with and how her brain works differently and all of those things. So we're seeing it as a celebration. Again, I I haven't decided how much I'm going to share, but I will keep you posted with whatever I do decide to share. Um, And I... I think this is a really interesting lesson because it's so easy for us to make assumptions about how a year is going to be, uh, what's going to be hard, what's going to be easy, but we just don't know um, what's around the corner. And especially when we are looking after and loving like beautiful little humans, yeah, we just don't know what, um, what is going to be required of us. For me though, the lesson here has been around acceptance And also like almost brought me a deeper understanding of my values and my priorities that like, you know, Emily and Frankie are my number one priority and being there for Emily while she goes through some of these learning challenges and goes through this diagnosis. um, It's really important to me that I'm her safe space and that I'm the person to pick her up from school most of the time. And I'm the one that's like supporting her to navigate um, all of this new information and understanding about who she is and just make the journey like really loving and really positive. Like we're going to do a celebration and have a cake once she gets her diagnosis. Um, And, you know, part of that is also that I really um, don't believe that a diagnosis changes who you are. Um, And I you know, obviously with my mental health background, I believe that there should be way less stigma around a lot of diagnosis. So yeah, it's going to be, um, an interesting journey for her. And it's also brought up a lot for me. Like it's been quite emotionally challenging for me. Um, oh, I feel like I get a little bit emotional even talking about it now. I just, I think because again, like I can't share other people's stories, but there's just a history in my family of learning difficulties and, um, it's, yeah, I think there's maybe some like, 
Yeah, I guess it is trauma in some ways. And so it's been really triggering for me watching her go through it and watching her process of it. And so for me, the lesson has been in that I really needed to tend to myself, like tend to my own nervous system, tend to my own memories of seeing other people going through like significant learning challenges in their childhood. Um, and yeah, like working through what it brings up with for me. And I think as a mum, like, so I've been seeing my therapist regularly. Um, I've been in like a beautiful group, um, coaching experience where I felt like I, my tears were really welcome and that I could just fully be me. Um, and it's funny because in both the, the therapy and in that group, coaching experience has been way less focus on business this year and more focus on tending to me and my grief and my process and um yeah just acknowledging that sometimes it's really hard as a mum to see your child struggle and you need a lot of support around that so um yeah this lesson around motherhood not always getting easier or the season that you expected it to look like not being the season that it is. Uh, and then also like, well, what support do I need, um, to, to support me with that has been really key. And I do believe that the work that I've done for myself to hold myself through this process is really important for both my daughters, because if I've got like trauma or memories from my childhood that um, are really impacting the lens that I look at their childhoods through and that I experience um, mothering through, if I don't address that, if I'm not held and witnessed and supported through that, then it's going to come out um, through them. So I am really glad that I have been um, back seeing my therapist regularly and in that group coaching container And, um, yeah, this is just like a loving invitation to think about, is there an area of your life where you need more support? Um, is there something maybe that's triggering you that you need to be held through and that it's okay to do that, not just for yourself, but also for the other people in your life who are going to be impacted on by it. So yeah. That's lesson two. <laughs> they started off pretty, pretty serious, pretty deep. Lesson three is much more fun, I promise. So we also, gosh, I swear it's only been four months since I did this podcast, but I feel like I'm updating you on like a year's worth of stuff. A lot happened in four months, which I guess is another reason why the podcast went on break. Um, so we went to the UK for three weeks and um i feel like maybe i'll do a whole podcast episode on this i don't know uh and we went to paris we went to paris disneyland um overall the holiday was incredible disneyland was so special like oh my gosh frankie's little face when we did the ride it's a small world after all oh i've got a little video of it i feel like i'll never forget like i feel like that'll be a core memory for me um and i'll show her little videos of it so she can um have it as a core memory for her as well but emily just had the best time and it really brought out a different part of her and her personality um she can be quite like cautious and she was so adventurous at disneyland like going on the roller coasters that like a lot of kids her age 
wouldn't be allowed to go on because of height requirements, but because she's so tall, she was going on these roller coasters that I thought, oh my gosh, I would never have got on that when I was seven. So um, it was a really, really fun trip, but there were some lessons here. A lot of people said to me, oh my gosh, how are you going to the UK with a toddler? And like, to be completely honest, going to the UK, like flying over 20 hours um, with a not quite two-year-old is not something that I would choose to do. Like it is actually, you're putting your body under quite a lot of stress, your nervous system under quite a lot of stress. But Nick's family um, haven't met Frank, hadn't met Frankie yet um, because of COVID, like it had been a good couple of years since they'd visited us. Um, And yeah, Emily hadn't met them since she was really little as well. So it was really important to us that we went and we had to make it work. But this is the thing, right? There's always ways that we can make experiences work for us if we know ourselves really well and then we set our boundaries and we communicate that. And so I want to share that because this is an important lesson, I think, that we... um, So basically... I know that I don't live very well in other people's environments. (laughs) I like to have some control over what food I'm going to eat. I need to have space, especially with a toddler. You don't know how they're going to sleep, you know, and jet lag and all of those things. So I was pretty assertive about wanting to stay in our own space. Um, And I was also really assertive about wanting people to come to us. So Nick and I used to live in London. We've got friends and family all over the UK it would have been really easy to run ourselves ragged, just like driving around, visiting everybody. And of course, in some ways that would have been really wonderful, but in other ways that would have been exhausting. And speaking to a friend of mine who has like a little bub who um, went to Germany recently and just, they just spent the whole trip just driving around, visiting everyone. And they came home so exhausted I really think, and maybe this is a bit controversial, but I don't think that people should be letting mums do that. Like, I don't think that mums of babies, mums of toddlers, families with young kids should, unless they really want to, of course, like if you've got six weeks to travel Europe, that's completely different. But if you've got three weeks or I think they had five weeks, um, you know, like maybe it's, it's just seems like better safer more nourishing for the family with the young children if people come to them you know and that's a generalization of course like there's always different circumstances but i think society at the moment doesn't protect mums of young babies of toddlers that people don't always think oh will they be okay is that too much for them it's just not something that people necessarily think about and so i think as a mum I had to think about that. I had to think, hey, I'm still breastfeeding Frankie once a day. We're going to be jet lagged. She might be missing her nap sometimes. Like, what's it going to be like for us if we're running around and traveling everywhere? So what we did was we let everyone know where we were going to be and we gave them the dates that we were going to be there and we organized a couple of meetups and it was really beautiful. Like we had a park meetup in Brighton where we got pizza and like loads of Nick's relatives came and the girls all got to play with their cousins and we had another meetup with some friends in Brighton. But And it, it was a big ask, like, you know, some of our friends were in London and they probably would have preferred not to come to Brighton, but 
we were just really honest about our capacity and about what we needed. And that's what this lesson is about. It's like, yeah, there are some things in life that can be challenging, like going traveling with a toddler, um, especially long distance travel can be hard. But there, if you know yourself, if you deeply know yourself, if you're aware of your capacity and then you communicate that, then you're going to have so much of a better experience. And honestly, like we had the best time, like Disneyland was amazing, but also like, yeah, Emily and Frankie just loved hanging out in England and visiting their grandparents. Um, and we just felt really connected as a family and it was a really joyful time. But I think if I hadn't said no to some things and set those boundaries and those intentions from the beginning, it could have been a really different experience where we were driving to different locations every second or third day. So this lesson is about know yourself really deeply and honor that. Like I am, I am a sensitive person and I get tired easily. I cannot be changing locations every three days. <laughs> I like to stay somewhere for at least a week and I like to have a lot of white space. Like I don't want to have a plan every single day either. And so this is an invitation to think about, are there, is there something coming up in my life that I could make better by knowing myself really deeply and being really honest about my capacity? So that's lesson three. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to update you on. I think so. I launched Low the Mastermind, went traveling. All oh, permission granted has wrapped up for this year. Oh, I always get really um, emotional when um, we wrap up. We did a six month experience this year, but I think I will go back to it being 10 months. I just feel like six months goes really quickly. Um, and I just felt like I hadn't focused enough on growing my community to kind of run it a second time this year. Uh, I had a lot of interest um, for the next round. So I am just in the process of letting people know who are interested that it won't be starting till March next year. Um, and, and that was the fourth lesson, actually. I've been thinking a lot about the work that I do and how, yeah, I'm a therapist, but I'm also a coach. And someone said to me, I actually think you're a facilitator of permission, Sam. And I just loved that concept. But I actually thought about it and I was like, I think that everybody in my community is a facilitator of permission. Everyone who does permission granted, everyone listening to this episode, everyone sharing. Um, and what I mean by that is that when you do the work on yourself, when you give yourself permission to prioritize something, to shift something that you want to shift, um, you're not only facilitating permission in yourself, but you're also facilitating permission in others. And this means you're a cycle breaker. You're doing things differently to how you learned as a child. And um, that means you're also giving other people permission um, to people who witness you are going to feel inspired um, to give themselves more permission. So I've just been playing around with the concept of me being a facilitator of permission, but also that um, all the folks listening to this are also facilitators of permission or desire to be. And it came around as well because of the name permission granted. Anyone new here, that's my kind of signature six or 10 month experience that I do group coaching. And um, I think there was kind of this misunderstanding that I was saying that people needed me or they needed to do permission granted to have 
permission, like that they were seeking external permission. Whereas anyone who's worked with me and who has done the experience will know that actually I very much believe that you are the expert on yourself and you give yourself permission from within. And so, um, yeah, I was playing around with how to make that really clear in my messaging that it's not like you need to do permission granted to give yourself permission. Like you need the permission from me. It's like, no, no, I believe that we are all facilitators of permission. And it's that whole beautiful systemic work where if let's say like even my example of traveling and prioritizing ourselves as a family, um, there might be someone else who witnessed that in me and went, oh, I might do that next time I travel too. Like I might say no to a few things that really burnt me out last time. Or like even one of my beautiful um, friends in the UK who's um, got young children and has a business, like, you know, her watching me support myself so much when Frankie was a baby that like made her think you know what actually maybe I'm going to invest in some help like I'm going to get a mother's helper as well and so yeah I think it's just this beautiful ecosystem where we're trying to like unravel the current like outdated old model and old system and and build this new beautiful system of permission where hey when I do something good for me I'm doing it for me, but I also know and acknowledge that my daughters, my friends, my family are all witnessing that and um, are all going to be inspired and, and growing from that as well. So that was my fourth lesson. It was a bit more of a lesson of me reflecting on the work I do and you, my beautiful community. Um, I wouldn't be here without you. Like I wouldn't be doing this work without you. So just thank you so much again for being here. Uh, it's going to be a huge couple of weeks for the podcast. We are doing the self-worth series and I've interviewed some incredible humans about their self-worth journey. So, um, stay tuned for those episodes coming soon. Uh, if you have been, if you're a new listener or if you've been listening to the podcast for the past year or however long it is, I have no idea at this stage, um, please feel free to leave a five-star review. I would love it if you left a review. Um, and that's how I can kind of grow this podcast reach and how I know that people are listening, um, which helps me stay accountable as well. <laughs> so um, yeah, I would be super grateful if you could leave a review and I will talk to you in the next episode.